You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. He liked it. I mean, I'm. I can wait. We can wait a couple minutes. I don't yeah. Care. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm staying up till three a.m. tonight doing CLEs. So. Doing what? Continuing legal education. Oh, CLEs. All right. I have until uh, September thirtieth to get through approximately five hours of CLEs. <laughs> now uh... you might you might be asking yourself, Asa, how long <laughs> have you known about this? The answer is. Long Up podcast, a favored version of the Touchline Media Group, because according to Greg Berhalter, teams that look like terrible, terrible uh, compendiums of people can be the favorites. Uh, I am your host, Asa, aka the Twig. Um, I'm here with esteemed panelist and all around good guy Ben from HalfSpaces.com. Uh, this episode is brought to you by uh, Smith Workforce Management Group, Blue Wire, uh, Paramount Plus. Um, I do want to say something about Paramount Plus in a moment. But uh, anyways, we're here to talk uh, today about U.S. men's national team soccer. Um, and I guess, I guess here's the thing, is that we are, I would say we are probably one of the most optimistic podcasts out there of people who are like us, right? Like, I, I don't need to- positive. I think, I don't think we just like say outlandish things or criticize just to be critical. And like, look, like I'm not going to name drop anybody, but there are uh, a number of people on YouTube and, and in the podcast space who I, I'm not going to say that they want us to fail, but if we are successful in the wrong way, they wouldn't be happy. In well, the- and it also seems like it's much easier to collect followers and subscribers if you are- I don't know, insulting and critical and have a certain tone. And like, like, and and I think that like, we would probably be considered like slappies because like, we were like, I don't know, like maybe Sebastian Legette is not (laughs) that bad. And like, then when he was bad, we were like, Hey, he's bad. It's okay. Like, and, and, and having said all of that, like we've gone into this, I think like with the optimism that we collectively have for our college football teams, like, I'm a Michigan State fan and I came into this season straight-faced saying nine and three was a possibility. And like, it's not that I didn't know the situation. It's not like I didn't know the problems. I just was like, well, I'm sure they'll fix it. And then they didn't and it's okay. And now it's, now it's like, okay, how do we get to six? Yeah, we get to six? Walker should have won the Heisman. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um but like, or like with Michigan, right? Like with Michigan fans, like there, I, I was there for the Hoke era where it was like, oh, we're, we're right there. We're right there. And you're like, you're not, but like, I, I can see the universe in which you are. And that's how we're, we are with, with the U.S. men's national team. I feel like, you know, we're, we're constantly like, 
well, okay, I can see how it could work. With these, we, we, what is it? By the time this drops, like 53 days until, um, until the kickoff of the World Cup, um, I, I'm not that optimistic. I, 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 I'm, I'm looking at this team and I'm like, how are we going to score goals? Right? I mean, when that lineup posted yesterday, you're like, well, we're not going to score unless, like, you know, there's all, Christian and Reyna are out there. So there's always a chance they could have a moment and score. Or, like, you get a random Weston McKenney header on a corner. Like, that was it. Those were Those the were ways you're going to score as soon as you saw the lineup. And it's ridiculous. Like, how, how can every semi-informed U.S. fan look at it and be like, oh, yeah, that's going to happen. And the, the coach doesn't – all right, I'm going to repeat myself because that's what I do. But there was some athlete, I forget who it was, a long time ago, says, if you think the, the egos in the locker room are big, look upstairs. Yeah. I think Greg Burhalter thinks if they just do what he says in the way that he says it, they will score goals. And the reason they're not is because they aren't executing it perfectly. And that drives me insane. No, dude, you got fired from friggin' Hammerby because you couldn't score 10 years ago. Then you went to Columbus where you had a magical Argentine playmaker that made your offense look better than it was. And that guy is not on the U.S. national team. He's not Puerto in the Rico, pool. He, he is not walking yeah. through that door. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Rick Thank you. But like, like, that's the thing is that like you look at this lineup and, and the thing is, is that I actually, because I am an upper Midwestern 90s baby, like I look at this lineup and I say, oh, we're not going to give up goals. That's good. Defense is good. Defense is travels. Defense is useful. But the thing about the 4-3-3 is that if you're going to play the 4-3-3 the way that Greg Berhalter wants to play the 4-3-3, um, you better have one of those midfielders who has some spark of an idea. And look, I love Wes. I really love Wes. I think that Wes is our best player. <clears throat> that does not make him a creative force. That does not make him someone who can make things happen. He's oh, Every once in a while, he'll flash and play a slip ball in that you weren't expecting or something. But it's like once every five games. It's yeah. not. It's not something you can plan and you know count on in your to create offense for you. Like the only thing you can count on him to create offense for you is win headers. And right, which is that super useful. Um, and like, and the thing is, is that like you look at our team, right, and you say to yourself, okay, can we build a lineup around the idea that we have two to three players in our pool who can go up and get it, right? Jordan P. Falk. Uh, Wes McKinney and and I, I guess a yeah. center back or two, which whichever one. And you say to yourself, you know what? We're going to go up against these five nine, five ten center backs, and we're just going to beat them in the air. Yeah, I don't hate that idea, um, especially especially given I, I don't remember who wrote it. It was it was someone on ESPN about the death of the nine and how that created a, a center back pool in the world of 5'10", 5'11", center backs who everybody was like, oh, they're really good because they're fast. And then suddenly Erling Holland um, <laughs> was just jumping over people or bodying wow. them, right? And people are like, oh, we've, we've overcorrected. <laughs> well, and I, I feel like we could, if, if, if Greg was not so committed to this system, which again, like we'll talk about that in a second, but like, why not just go out there and just be like, just cross into hell? Like, whatever. Like, we don't have any other ideas. It would be something. I mean, the current setup is he seems to want a Ford who can drop in, right? Like, Which that's kind of the, the Ferrera yeah. sergeant model. But look at who our most dangerous players are some combination of Reyna, Pulisic, Aronson, Wea. All right, those are the four most dangerous. Three of those four want to be in that exact same space that the forward is dropping into. So you want people to run in behind, but nobody wants to do it. The only person, you know why whale looks good? Because he's the only one that wants to do that. And the crazy thing is, is that like Polisic is actually good at it when he does it. He yeah. just I mean, doesn't got want that, to. <laughs> that highlight of him bringing down that long ball and scoring is great. But how, like the only person doing it yesterday was McKinney. Of all like, he was trying to get in behind. 
Um, but, and, and that's the thing is that like, you look at this and you say to yourself, like, how do we get all of our great players on the, on the field? I think you put McKenny at right wing. Screw it. We place oh, yeah. for Juventus. <laughs> yeah. Like, screw it. Like, like he's your right winger. He'll run in behind. And I, I promise you, I promise you that if you have somebody saying, Hey, Wes run in behind, don't worry about defense. He'll do it. I know that about him this far, thus far. And I don't know what it is, but like, it seems like almost the best American formation, quote unquote, is four four two. Like that's yep. just what we as a culture know how to play. So you know what? Put put Wes out there at right mid. Put at Tyler and Musa in the middle, and then I don't know whoever at left mid, and then put Christian and Pifak up front or something. I don't know. I mean, I, it, I, mean, I don't know why I'm saying this because it's pointless. <laughs> we're gonna just we're stuck with what we're stuck with, and we're just gonna have to cross our fingers and hope it goes okay in November. I doesn't mean, seem. Like, I I. I I see the roadmap to a quote successful unquote world cup, which is you go out, you beat Wales, you, or or you draw Wales, you lose to England, you beat Iran and then hope for a goal differential. And like, and what kills me about this window too, is I feel like the best possible interpretation of what we saw out there is Berhalter just flushed his last 180 minutes learning that you really can't play this way. Like, Wouldn't that be oh, great? I guess, like, I guess we do have to just press and try to go fast and win. Be like, mother, you wasted the last chance you had with your team to try this one more time and figure out. Like, that's the optimistic op- outlook. That's that that is the crazy thing. Like, the optimistic outlook on this whole thing is okay. We're just gonna start from scratch. But the thing is, is that like you look at it, and I I am not going to give credit to him because I dislike him. So I'm not going to say the name, but a former U S men's national team star went on a fairly prominent show recently and said, the job of the, the national team manager is not to have a system. The job is to, is to get all of your best players and just make it work. And the thing is, and I, I'm going to use an, an, an analogy from basketball because that's what I know. Um, and John Calipari does not have a complicated system. It's not hard to learn. Like I, I have the, the five of the six best players in the country. Yeah. And we're going <laughs> to, and we're going to run high pick and rolls and, you know, we're going to have someone in the dunker spot. And if they're there, great. If not, we'll kick it out for threes. And literally you can teach that system in a couple of weeks. If, if you're talking about high level basketball players who have been playing at a high ish level for a while, if you went out to this team and you said, Hey, we're not going to press the way that Jesse Marsh presses because that's actually like as much as we would all love it. Like there are a lot of weird triggers and everybody has to sort of be in sync and blah, 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 blah. But it's like see ball, get ball, right? If someone comes into vaguely your area, go press, them. go, go do that. And the way that we are going to score goals is in transition. And, well, if we- and we've, we've seen that work. The best we've looked is playing that way against Mexico, playing that way against Morocco, playing that way against Uruguay playing that way again back in the day, Switzerland. Yeah. Where we look pretty good playing like that. Like Um, it's, 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 it's not an accident. And look, like I, I get it right. Gonzaga needs to win the, the, the big West or the West coast conference or whatever they play in. Right. And the way that you beat teams in the West coast conference is not the same way as you beat teams in the tournament. Right. And Michigan state, just to use an, an example, Michigan and Michigan state, forever were built differently. Michigan state was built to win the big 10 and then they would flame out in, you know, the tournament and Michigan, or sorry, the reverse of that. Michigan was built to win in the big 10. Michigan state was built to win in the tournament. Michigan state would lose random games to Iowa and Michigan would lose in the first round to Ohio because of the, the, the manner in which you've chosen to go about it. And in CONCACAF, it makes sense. It makes sense. You have to hold the ball in CONCACAF because Canada showed you what happens when you try to, when you try to kick it, you know, when you try to kick and press. So it's like, okay, like we're going to have more talent, blah, 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 whatever. All of these players can figure it out. (laughs) Here's the thing though. Do you really need to spend a ton of time learning a system for when you have the ball against El Salvador? No, no, you You know what? Do you know what I think the system should be against El Salvador? Honestly. And like, I know that this would like frustrate people. Christian, Geo, have fun. No, these <laughs> well, guys play in USL. 
I believe that I, you can make something happen. <laughs> I won't I won't bore everybody with the numbers, but do you remember how dangerous Christian Pulisic looked when he first broke through yeah. with Klinsman and Arena? Like he carried the offense. Like I remember him like terrorizing Mexico in Mexico. Like, do you remember that guy laid down on the ground in front of him at one point to like yeah. stop him on a run? It was like what I, I've never seen. <laughs> like does he doesn't look near as dangerous with pl- trying to play in the confines of whatever it is Greg Berhalter is telling him to do. And, you know, you know, I'm sure Jurgen Klinsmann, I honestly, I think Greg Berhalter is a better coach than Jurgen Klinsmann. So whatever, sure. but you know what? He would have killed to have Gio Reyna to put on the wing opposite of Christian Pulisic. Yeah. I, I mean, he probably would have left him at home to prove some sort of weird point, but no, cause he, he plays in Germany. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like, you're just not, you're not getting your best players in dangerous positions. And the thing is, I, I, I think that Greg Berhalter is, and, and like I, I say, I, this is, this is not meant to be derisive. This is meant to be actually like a weird sort of backhanded compliment. I think he's a coach's coach. I think that he's the type of coach who other coaches would really like to be around, you know, like the, the coaches room um, during the national championship game. Yeah. If you remember those, like Gary Patterson was always on those and people just deferred to him. Like mm-hmm. when Gary Patterson was talking, he was the TCU coach for the, for those of you who don't know, he's a TCU coach forever. He's like an analyst at Texas now, but when he was talking, everybody else was just like, I am going to listen to what coach Patterson has to say now because he understands the game really well, specifically the, the defensive side. And I think Berhalter is the type of guy, like, look, like we can talk about how he got his job. I, I'm sure we'll talk about that, (laughs) but like, I think he's probably the type of coach who like, when he goes into a chalkboard, goes up to a whiteboard or something and says like, Hey, this is how we're going to do this. This is why, you know, this guy goes here, this guy goes here. And this is why this works for pep. People are like, that makes sense. What they don't remember. And the difference between this and that is that Pep has been successful at a couple places. I could be successful at those places. Like you give me Messi era Barcelona, I feel good about my about <laughs> my ability to be. Might do all right. You give me, you give me. Kelvin Phillips was bought by the City Group for sixty million pounds and has not seen the field. He hasn't played at all yet. No, I mean I'm sure he has. Okay, like, but like he's not playing. <laughs> Well, yeah. And the best coaches, like the reason Jose Mourinho was called the special one is he won the friggin' champions league with Porto, 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 this, you know, not the wine, the <laughs> soccer club, not the very right? sweet dessert wine that, that yes. goes very well with ice cream. Weirdly well, expensive sure. too. So, um, so oh, hold on. This is important. So I went to um, like a, like a pre-fee menu place. Um, like my wife and I like got away for like a, a night. We went to this place. It was phenomenal. It was great. Blah, 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 whatever. Um, at the end of the meal, after like there had been wine pairings with each course of this thing, the server comes up to us. It's like, would you guys like some dessert wine? And at this point, I, I want to be clear. Neither of us were driving. Nobody mm-hmm. was driving. Like we had, we were taking an Uber. It was fine. Um, and we weren't like going home to our kids. Like, like it, it was a whole thing. But um, like you're like, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, and neither of us really like conceptualized that this was going to be a dessert, dessert wine and brought it over. And like, it was like, Ooh, Ooh, that is syrup. <laughs> and it's somehow like $60, like a little thimble full. Very weird. Not 60, like 15, but still it's, it's a ridiculous amount. <laughs> Anyways, um, Porto. There we go. Oh yeah. So anyway, like Jose Mourinho won the Champions League with Porto. Like that is getting more than the sum of your parts. You've taken a team and, or whatever the dude's, what dude's name was that won the Euro with Greece. Like there are coaches who we have should know that we, we did a whole thing. Rough, 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 Sure. That sounds right. That's not right. <laughs> uh... Anyway. There are coaches that in every sport that consistently get more than the sum of their parts. Like John Beeline at Michigan would take random three stars and get Duncan Robinson paid $80 million. Um, he would get Rehagel. more. Rehagel. Rehagel. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, like 
and again, who was it? Maybe it was scuffed or somebody was saying it. Maybe, maybe this is just our red, white, and blue glasses. Maybe these guys aren't as good as we think they are. But Greg Berhalter is not getting more than the sum of the parts. The only time I think you can say he has done that for sure is when he won the gold cup with the BC squad. Like he got, he got a lot out of that group. So, I mean, it could happen, but that group didn't play beautiful possession soccer. They no. really hung on. Matt Turner made a bunch of good saves and we scored on miles Robinson's headers. That was the most American that we've looked. It was, <laughs> we had a, a shot stopper and goal and set pieces in prayer. <laughs> <laughs> and and like we had a, like a forward who wanted to get into fist fights and like that's was it and i was like that was awesome i was super into it um but like you look at i i think like that's the thing that like i'm having the most trouble with is that if we're gonna if 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 my team is gonna go down right i want them to go down like they're supposed to michigan state losing games 16 to 17 under mark d'antonio it sucked but it was like okay like we went all, all in on our style and we lost. Okay. If, if America goes out playing America ball, okay. Right. You know, like whatever. But if we're going to go out playing some sort of like weird, uh, like anti football combined with beautiful game weirdness that goes no, like, I don't even know what we're supposed to look like anymore because like, I have no idea what we are. Are we a crappy possession team? Are we a sort of we press sometimes team? I I don't know. Yeah, like what? I guess that's the question. Like, what are we? Like, are like we're, we're going to have an existential crisis here? But like, right? What are like like are like you said? Like, are we a, are are we a crappy possession team? Sort of. Yeah, I mean, like we possess the ball sometimes. Like, are, do we press sometimes? Uh, sometimes, like. And, like, the thing is, though, is that, like, against Wales, right? Because, like, the thing is, you can't measure yourself against England. Because the fact of the matter is, is that there's not a player on England's 23 who wouldn't be the best American player of all time. Harry Maguire accepted. But, like, <laughs> but like no, no, like, like, we can be honest about this, right? Like, like, we can be, like, realistic. Like, Mason Mount sucks. Mason Mount would be the best American of all time. Both of those things are true. I, it, it it's it's like it's 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 it sucks but like, i don't like to admit that but yeah probably like i i think it's probably true i think i think like if you if you go through it and it's like are, do you feel very confident that tim howard is better than him and it's like uh i don't know maybe yeah. like i know that he would be the best outfield player that we've ever had mm-hmm. i know that john stones would be the best center back we've ever had Trent yeah. arnold like and you can go down the list yeah um but like, it, it doesn't really matter because we don't need to beat England, right? We need to beat Iran and Wales. And right. Wales has one guy who's real, real scary, but maybe he's not anymore. And Iran has a whole bunch of like, I don't know, we should probably be able to win, but we also won't because <laughs> whatever. But like, well, you, uh, we're definitely going to need a win against them and get a red card in like the 43rd minute. And yeah. it's just going to be horrifically stressful. Uh, yeah, we've never done that before. Um, but like, I, I think that's the point, right? Like, like you look at this team and you look at what are we, right? And right now, what we are is Iowa. We're Iowa. We're a really, really good defensive team that has nobody no wants ideas. to be Iowa. Iowa doesn't want to be Iowa. <laughs> like, but that's what we are. We are Iowa, and like. The thing about Iowa is that when Iowa clicks, when Iowa has a quarterback who's really, really good, Iowa goes to the Rose Bowl or the Orange Bowl. When <laughs> that Iowa... might have been pre-Brian Ferentz, by the way. Yeah, it's possible. Um, <laughs> but like when they don't, it's miserable. And it's like, it's like someone made a joke the other day. Like it, it was on, I don't know, Twitter, Reddit, something, where it was like, can you imagine being an Iowa fan and watching Appalachian State versus North Carolina? And just like, seeing what it could look like and just knowing you will never have it. Right. (laughs) And like, that's where I'm sort of at with like this iteration. And look, I don't think that this is the end of it. I I, I don't think like, I, I, I do have the foresight to understand that in 2030, Eunice Musa will be 28. Right. (laughs) Like, like this, this, this is going to be here for a long time, but like, this just isn't 
fun. And I think that that's the, that's the part that sucks the most is that like, it's not fun. And like the players don't look like they're having fun. Like, well, no. Did you see Christian Pulisic completely snub Burhalter yesterday? Yeah, he's he's going full heel turn, and I'm sort of maybe it was nothing, but like that was uh, I'm different. walking by you and not looking at you. Yeah, that was different. Um, yeah. And you know, but do you know what else is different? And but not in a negative way, but in a very very positive way. Hey, everybody, uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have. <laughs> do it again no just keep going just keep going uefa champions league soccer is streaming on paramount plus nine months of heart-stopping hold your breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars top teams you'll note not arsenal and craziest fan bases across europe watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no. Against Liverpool, no. Man City, yeah, probably. Chelsea, no. PSG, come on. Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us. And more, Bayern, in soccer's biggest (laughs) club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, We'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on on Paramount+, Plus, but they're not going to advertise for that. Golazzo. So I've, I've, I've taken to put in, putting in our pre-recorded Paramount Plus ad right there. So instead of not knowing what I'm leading into, I know that I'm leading into me yeah. and, and, and Stumpy doing something stupid and then going to a weird ad read. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I, it's been a lot of Indeed recently because PBR are cowards. Right. Um, but let's, let's, let's go through this lineup. Like, I know that we don't want to actually go through the Saudi Arabia game. Um, honestly, I didn't even watch all of it for the first time in whatever memory, like right around 60 minutes, I just started scrolling Twitter. Like I couldn't tell you barely what happened the last half an hour. And it's sad. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I watched a recording of it and I will tell you that like, so like I usually, when I record games, um, of whatever sort, like I, I don't go to my phone first. Right. Like, so like Mm -hmm. I go to watch the game and then I'll go to my phone. And with this one, like it, just so happened that I had my phone because I was um, taking my parents to the airport. So like, I, I knew what had happened and I was like, I I'll watch the highlights. I'm, I, I, I can't, I can't subject myself to 90 minutes of this. Um, but Turner based on what I saw was good because Turner is good. You made a couple um, saves, yeah. yeah. Um, Dest on the left still doesn't work. Him and Christian can't cut in together. Right. <laughs> um, Yedlin on the right was DeAndre Yedlin. Like, I don't, he's no. not different than he's been. No. Um, Joe Scally looked good. I mean, he's better than DeAndre Yedlin. Um, you know, is, is he, he the team? I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, there's no reason to believe that he has the upper hand on Sam Vines or Reggie Cannon. The minute distribution in this window is just mind-boggling yes that was the exact phrase i was about to say mind-boggling um it doesn't make sense but the 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 most concerning thing is and i swear i don't want to talk about him every single freaking time we have an episode of the show but like aaron long is still there and like look if you want to say that aaron long is going to be your fourth center back and he'll never play and greg berhalter wants him there for vibes i okay Fine. I'm not, I'm not someone who's going to get super pissed off about the end of the bench, but like, he's not, he's a starter. And like, we talked about it in the last episode, like we are at the point where it's like putting Chris Richards and his 17 minutes of competitive soccer over the last six months, put in right. Justin freaking Che. Like, I don't care. I know that Aaron Long is bad. I mean, in the last window, CCV looked better and at least he's playing every week for, uh, in the, you know, the Scottish league. Yeah. So I don't, but I mean, are you really going to sit the guy who has so much time on task with Walker Zimmerman? Like, I just, I hope 
I hope so. I mean, we talked about this last time. Freak chance is better than we know it's bad. Yep. But I, I have my I have sincere doubts that uh, that you know Berhalter is going to agree with us. I mean, he doesn't. Uh, it's it's also interesting that he gave uh, Eric Palmer Brown zero minutes um, this window. Like, I I don't know why you bring him in. Um, but I I think that like the most encouraging perhaps is the word um thing is that he went back to McKenzie both times which to me felt like because I'm an optimist like I'm I'm measuring you two like you two are the ones I'm measuring against themselves like Mark can you play as a left-sided center back um and the answer is like he I guess I you know like he he was on for one of the two goals that we gave up and it was not his fault. It came down the right side. Um, you know, maybe Mark McKenzie is going to be someone who is useful, but like, then you get into a situation where again, you're, you're asking people to do things who you've not drilled because you've given something in the neighborhood of 500 minutes to Aaron Long. And, and again, pre-injury, I do want to be clear pre-injury. I liked Aaron Long. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was, he was like, def- he was, basically walk well uh, he was miles he was miles uh miles robinson basically like they were i mean i would think miles a little better with the ball but an athletic defender swept up you know could turn around and run and cover but just not and i just looked it up for the heck of it do you know the last time chris richards played for the national team i don't january that's my good 90 minutes back-to-back in the uh, World Cup qualifying window in January against El Salvador and the 2-0 loss to Canada. So, And we haven't seen him since. Has not been in the squad since. Great. That's good. And that's, our, that's our starter. That's and our starter. That's our optimistic. That's our optimistic starter. Right. And, like, that's the thing is that, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't see how this goes well. Like, like, like you can go through like the, the contingency plans and it's like, these guys have to stop some version of Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling, Gareth Bale, whoever Iran's throwing out there. And I just don't trust them to do it. And the nightmare scenario is that the world cup doesn't go well. And then Burhalter gets another cycle. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the can't you see like Ernie Stewart coming out and say, we want to continue the project that we've been, we've started with Greg and we want, yeah, uh, of course. I can, I can see that happening and I would lose my ever loving mind. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think the thing is, and, and I, I've, I've been through this, right? Like I've been through this with, with bad coaches. I've been through this with like no idea what we're doing and yet we continue to do it. And I've never, I've never been one who's like, well, I guess I'm not a fan anymore, but I'll tell you this. I don't watch every Michigan state game, you know? And like, if, 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 you're going to do this. You're going to alienate the fans who actually care about you. Because the thing is with, with this type of, of understanding of your fan base is that we don't like Greg Berhalter. Like, <laughs> like we don't. And, and I want to, I really do. I want to like my coaches, right? I want to like the players who I root for. Um, I don't like Greg Berhalter. I think that he's entitled. I think that he's arrogant. I think that he, is like 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 that that press conference right after the Saudi Arabia game. I think a lot of things became clear. What things or what became clear? Things like what the hell kind of response is that? Like look like yeah, you want to be glib. You want to be glib and 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 jokey after a three zero win win over Granada. Sure, great, do it. But after you've just gotten two shots on goal in two games against World Cup call you know, caliber teams. How about, I think some things became clear. What became clear? Aaron Long cannot play at this level. You know, we need to find some answers going forward. And it's like, he, he doesn't take it seriously. And, and that's, that's the thing. Like that to me, that response strikes me as a guy who is like, oh crap. Like I, awesome. things, things are not going great right now. And I can't, I can't, I can't exp- fix it. Yeah, I can't, and I can't just explain this to you guys. And then the other thing that kills me is he puts it on the players. He's like, they need, they were nervous. They need to show more personality, whatever, whatever it was. And like, have you, 
one thing I'll say for NFL coaches, they stand up there and take the bullets. They're like, you know what? That's my fault. I didn't coach well enough. I didn't get him prepared during the week well enough. It's on me first. We'll try to do better. And I'm like, well, as unsatisfying as that is, sometimes after a loss, you're like, well, why did you not do better from last time you lost? <laughs> but at the same time, at least they're not like dodging. Like it, Klinsman it, did it. Yeah. Berhalter's doing it. Stand up there and take the blame. You know what? You're in charge of these guys. When I, I've said this before, when I was a teacher and I gave a test and the class average was 50% and like, oh crap, I did something wrong there. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like, well, the kids didn't study hard enough. Maybe I didn't teach it well enough. Do you know what the most interesting thing that he said actually this weekend, it was like the most revealing thing. In fact, was after the Japan game, he said, you know, uh, we, we, we brought guys in, we thought that they knew the system. And then, so everything that we were drilling, we were drilling details, we were drilling details. And then people got out there and they didn't know what they were doing. And the, look, that's shit talking the players, right? Like that, that's very clearly blaming the players, but it's very interesting that you have these guys for three practices every two months, give or take. Mm-hmm. Right. And I promise you when they're in London or Turin or Milan, they aren't thinking about the, the U S national team. <laughs> they are thinking about how am I going to stay in the squad slash make it into the squad slash I'm going to like, this is my livelihood. So if your system is so complicated that you have details to drill, like they should be coming in and they should be playing like, like pickup. Right. And you've had three years. Also if three years. If you're like just trying to do like get the details down now. Sorry, buddy. It's too late. It's and too late. Usually, usually you'd have a month long training camp and three friendlies to kind of work out the kinks before the World Cup. You don't. You've got like because the U.S. is in the first group to play. So they have. Do they even have a week? I'm not even sure. I, they they, have a I week. think I think the last game in England is the 13th. And I think that they play the 21st. Okay. So, so with travel, days. with travel, you you, yeah. you you get to Qatar the fourteenth, fifteenth. Yeah. So five days. It's they don't they don't have time to hey knock the rust off. Let's play a friendly against Guatemala and uh, figure this out. No, there, there's Trade no time. It. And probably I don't know either Wales or Iran as the two most important games. Like if you don't draw, at least get a draw with Wales. It's you're screwed. Yeah. If, if you if you don't get a, a draw with Wales, you're dead in the water. Yeah. Like you need to you need to overperform somewhere else. There are four points sitting in front of you, and one of them is is Wales, one or three. Um, and look, like Wales feels the same way. Like and and that's like the other part that 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 is sort of lost in these conversations. It's not like we're going to go there and Wales is going to be like, well, America. Guess yeah. guess we're frightened. Like that's yeah. not how this works in every other sport, maybe, but in this sport, no we don't get any deference. We don't get any, anything. And no, like the fact that we're the same way we are, they're like, we can probably win this, but we need to at least take a point. Right. And Iran is probably looking at it like, okay, we can probably take a point off of both Wales and USA and feel good about ourselves, like going home. But the fact that we are 50 some days last friendlies and we're still rolling with Kellen Acosta at the eight. <sighs> I mean, didn't we do this in Panama? Didn't we answer that? Didn't that question get answered? And everybody, everybody can just stop with the Gio Reyna at the eight thing. It's not going to happen. It's not happening. Like if you were ever going to just give it a spin and see what it looks like, it was then. Yeah. And he's just, it's just not going to happen. We have, we have five midfielders, maybe six, depending on if we're going to roll out that Aronson theory again, but we've only done it once and we did it for like, what 55 minutes 60 minutes of Aronson at the eight and okay like we like the thing is and 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 this is gonna get get more schematic than I want to really if you're gonna run a 4-3-3 you have to have eights who can create something that's how it works at least one of them at least one of them has to be that eight slash ten Kellen Acosta is not an eight slash ten Weston McKinney is not an eight slash ten what did you think was going to happen and, and as if, much as we as much as we love Musa carrying and bursting up the middle, he's not creative either. No, he he'll he'll put pressure on a defense because yeah. of that. 
but he'll it's not like he's the ball. He'll yeah. advance the ball and play a nice ball out to the wing, but he's not splitting, you know, he's not splitting lines and playing somebody in on goal. No, he's, he's, he's not, he's not a 10. And like, that's the thing is that your three midfielders who are your midfielders, none of them can break lines in the way consistently in the way that you need them to. So then you're saying, okay, well, we're going to play it up the wings. Great. You are putting your world cup hopes on Serginho Dest and Jedi Robinson. And if you feel cool about that, I don't know what to tell you. I, I love them both. That's not the way that I want to run this. And then you start like saying to yourself, like, okay, like, how are we going to score goals? Because we're running with, we're running with Jesus Ferreira. Like it's very clear. Jesus Ferreira is the guy. So we're not going to be able to, to, you know, cross and, and pray. Do you know, do you know why the lions want Jameson Williams back so bad? Because he's really fast and he can stretch the defense vertically. So, you know what? There's going to be a lot more space underneath for St. Brown and Hawkinson to do their thing. Do you know who does that for the United States? Nobody. So, Wea, maybe. Yeah, if he's healthy, which is not... It's a question. And then then if you play him, do you sit Gio Reyna or do you sit Christian Pulisic? Because neither of them are playing centrally. Correct. So you have nobody creating space into which you would like your best players to have space. I mean, I, I, I guess like, I just, I just don't understand why we can talk through this. And, and this has been a therapy session. Like we we've tried to go through it, but this is a therapy session. <laughs> like what I don't understand is that like, I am not, I don't have a class A license or whatever it is. Right. I haven't spent the $20,000 that you need to spend to right. get it. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a high school freshman basketball coach. But it's pretty easy to understand that if two people want to be in the same place, it doesn't work. It's just not how space works. Like this yeah, is like sure I saw. I'm pretty sure I saw Miami try to run one of those where three people were in the same space. It wasn't yep. great. Didn't work. Didn't work. And like that's the thing is that like you can have all the talent in the world, and we don't. Like we like our guys, but like we are not the most talented team in our group. We are not the second most talented team in our group. Probably. I mean. Maybe, maybe guy by guy. Us and Wales are pretty comparable. Right. But that's Wales. Right. <laughs> that is, that is, that is the, the, what? 15th best team in Europe? Like reasonably, you know? So, so you're talking about like, we're going to handicap ourselves by playing a system that doesn't work for players who don't want to play that system so that we cannot concede goals to Saudi Arabia. Like if there was ever a time to figure out if you got something going forward, it was, it was this one. It was behind closed doors in Spain with nobody watching at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. Like, why not? I just decided to check the, the ELO rankings for uh, world soccer to see how close, close us and uh, Wales actually were. Okay. Uh, we're 24. Wales is 26. Okay. Bad news, sports fans. Iran is 21. Hmm. <laughs> So, Interesting. At least according to however the, at least according to however the results have gone in the last however long to get this going, Iran is actually the second best team in our group. Not curious. Us. Curious. Um and and, and, I, and like look, like the fact of the matter is, is that like we can be as successful as 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 our players allow us to be. And I actually think that this team, because they're so young, because they're so whatever. I do think that there is a possibility that you get there and just like things happen because they do have that spark and they do have that camaraderie and, you know, there's something to that, but like, I don't know where it's going to come from. I, I, I don't know what the plan is and I don't know how Jesus Ferreira is meant to compliment these people. Um, I just, I just, I don't know. I think that like you actually do have two center forwards who probably complement this group really, really well. Um, it's just that one of them got 45 minutes and a fuck you. And the other one is pumping in goals in the third best league in the world and can't get a look. So like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a Haji Wright lover either. Like I, I I'm, I'm not someone who's like, oh, you got to bring him in. But like, he fits the profile of what this team actually needs, which is someone who's going to hang out on the hip of the center backs, keep them pressed back and rise up. And like, beyond that, like, I don't, I don't know what your plan is. 
And and if your plan is we are going to out technical England and Iran and and Wales, we can't out technical Panama. <laughs> like, what, why do you think that's a good idea? Uh, it's funny because it's true. Like, if um, you like to use like the football analogy, if you can't run on Akron, you probably can't run on Ohio State. Like, just usually, and and we couldn't run on Akron. <laughs> so, like, I I, I, would I don't love- know. I would love for all of this to be wrong. I would love us to get like a freak goal at the beginning of Wales that, you know, jump starts everything. And we win, you know, we take, we, maybe we take seven points out of the group. We miraculously draw England and blah, 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 blah. And it's a, it's a great success. And we're like, and somehow we, were, we get, we get we so negative. What idiots yeah. we were blah, blah, blah. I would love for that to happen. I just like, if you gave me a hundred dollars and said, here's a free hundred dollars, bet it on what do you think is going to happen? I would say we're not making it out of the group. I, I, I don't know why we would think that we would. And like, for, for me, like, like I'm with you. I hope we're wrong. Um, and, and come, come November 21st, I'm going to be in red, white, and blue glasses as, as much as anybody else saying to myself, well, we can out talent. Wales, Gareth Bale's 85 years old. Like it's, I'm not concerned, right? Brennan Johnson apparently is the best Welsh player at the moment, by the way. Oh, okay. I totally know who that is. Nottingham Forest winger. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's all right. He's pretty good. Um, I guess. Uh, but like, I'm, I'm going to be there, right? Like, you know, believing just as much that as everyone else that we will win, but like, please no (laughs) it's it's hard to sit here as a reasonable person and say this is how this is going to get better because even when we were doing well in CONCACAF right like quote doing well we were never happy because it was never working it was just like it's pretty easy to out talent Jamaica are you are you familiar with the acronym BPON I am yes yes so that's where all those of you who are not in the in the last 20 years, University of Michigan has beaten Ohio State twice. Thankfully, one of them was recently. Maybe it was three times in the last 20 years. Three times. All right, whatever. A, a ridiculously small number of times. Anyway, at some point in the last 10 years, um, Brian Cook over at MGO Blog invented this acronym called BPOM, which stands for the Black Pit of Negative Expectations, in which you know going into the Ohio State game, you are going to get killed because they are a much better team than you are. And you hold out hope for a miracle, but you have no expectations that that is what's going to happen. And we that's where we're at. Like, I hope something good happens, but I that's not what yeah. I'm expecting. Yeah, you know, it also sort of feels like, um, I'm going to give you a different analogy. I mean, because it's not about Ohio State and Michigan, which play every year. It's like um, when Michigan State was in the throes of the John L. Smith era, all we wanted to do was to get to a bowl game, right? Like it was, it was like, you just got to get to a bowl game, get to a bowl game. And then with D'Antonio, we got to a bowl game and we said that that was our standard, right? Get to a bowl game, your success. And then you got to a bowl game and you got humiliated and you were like, well, that sucked. <laughs> And then it kept happening and you were like, well, that sucks. And it's like, ultimately, like the, the, the process of getting there was either fun or not. But like, if you keep getting beaten at the thing at the end, it starts to color what you're doing throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, it's like, we harped. I, I mean, I've, we've been doing this podcast for a, lo- for a year and change, 150 some episodes. And for a lot of it, it was like, doesn't matter one trophy doesn't matter one trophy doesn't matter qualified those are the goals that was the that was the the minimum you know nece- min- minimum viable product of of this project and we did it but now we're we're we're, we're past the minimum viable product into well what are you going to do with that product and i think the answer we're going to get is you told me to make a widget you didn't <laughs> tell me to make a widget that worked <laughs> it was like ah Yes. It was like, make me, make me a website. It's like, okay, I made you a website. What's the website? It's a landing page. Does it go anywhere? No. Does it have any pictures? No. Have you provided any content? No. Can I do anything with it? Well, you told me to make a landing page. Shit. You did and qualify that's where we're at. for the World Cup. We did qualify for the World Cup. 
And like, look, like it could be that this is a situation where it's like, we get the bull practices, like we get there and, and, and we get the experience of getting our asses kicked. And in 2026, maybe we're something else. Well, cause out of these out of what 26 guys, most of them will be prime age for the next one. Basically like probably... anybody, basically everybody who's not in the MLS. Right. Like, and, and I'm not in Edlin and I don't know. You lose, you, you lose of the, like this, the significant contributors, you lose Zimmerman, Long, Yedlin, Acosta. That's probably it. <laughs> Which sounds like some people's dream, by the way. Right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. We're not here to, to rain on your dreams. We're here to um, enter them and make you uncomfortable. But uh, I've been joined. <laughs> special thank you to my panelist and friend, Ben. Uh, you can find Ben at BL Herald. Uh, you can find him on halfspaces.com. If you want to read a review and grades of the Japan game, they're up. If you want to read a review and, and uh, grades of the Saudi Arabia game, do them yourself. <laughs> You're an adult. You can do it. It's not that hard. It's yeah, some slappy came on. And he's like, I need you to get to UFRing, okay? Like, yeah, <laughs> not going to happen, random Twitter guy. You're not my supervisor. Um <laughs> But um, there, there, there might be some version of that down the road, but don't rely on it and don't expect it. Um, you can find me at uh, Diamonds Esquire or at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, it's usually me behind that account. Sometimes it's other people because there are days when I don't tweet. Uh, we are going to get the Instagram up and running just around the time that Greg Berhalter admits that his system is shit. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was aggressive. Um, Special thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, uh, Blue Wire, as well as um, Paramount Plus. And uh, obviously, dear listener, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your local MLS supporter who thinks that Christian Roldan and Jordan Morris are good at their jobs. They're not. Well, they're they're actually good at their jobs. They're not good at their uh, hobbies. Um, but as always, dear listener, uh, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.